0: following thoughts opinions stories and expressions are meant for those who will appreciate them if you don't we hope you keep an open soul to encounter another here on 34 questions Peace. in three two one what's going on folks welcome to 34 questions i'm your host 34 and tonight i have a very special guest brooke d is in the building how you doing tonight brooke
1: I'm doing well, you know, um, just enjoying the last few weeks of winter. <laughs> um, I don't know where
0: you're from, but right now it is coming back hard. I'm freezing right now. So I'm in, I'm from the Bay Area in California and it's been super cold lately.
1: <laughs> I'm from the Bay Area initially, but I um, live in New York. so It's I always know cold. <laughs> ba- Bay Area cold is, is <laughs> different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Different. <laughs>
0: We complain we complain when it's 50 degrees which it is right now like 50 40 but i know new york goes way down right
1: <laughs> it's like 45 today so i feel like that's practically summer at this point <laughs> i got you
0: i got you um, for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions, some warm-up questions just to set the tone, and then we'll jump into some icebreakers right after. And after the icebreakers, we'll move on to the Wheel of Fate, where we'll give it a spin and it kind of guides our conversation. And after all that, we'll finish out with some close-out questions. Is that good to you, Brooke? Sounds good. All right. Well, let's begin. Um, my first question for you in the warm-up is, how have you been? You've been doing well. You've been doing great. How you been lately?
1: You know, that's always a complicated question during a global pandemic. Uh, but I would say I've been riding the waves of like re entering social situations and managing my health and wellness at the same time. And uh, I've been well, but also like, you know, like learning new things about myself and learning my new capacity for. Um, interacting with the world, and then how that also plays a role in what how I create, hmm. and how much emotional space I have to create, and also connect with the people that I care about. So it's it's been an interesting time. I like to say I'm tired but inspired. So <laughs> that's I think that that's the perfect way to uh, truncate all of what I just said.
0: <laughs> I got you. I like that. I like that. Tired but inspired. Uh, I think that is the motto for a lot of folks right now um i work with with uh in the school so with like high schoolers and yeah i can say it is definitely I've, the impact of covid is still there um and it's weird i mean for me personally you know i'm still able to go into work and i, I keep forgetting that the rest of the world is still you know at home um you know doing their things so I, I feel you on that for sure uh you mentioned interacting with people became a little bit different uh what what would you say changed from po- pre-COVID to while we're in it right now?
1: Hmm. Well, I've always been a more introverted person. I grew up in a family of extroverts, though. So I always felt like I was the weird one where, you know, I I would often find myself like in the corner doing my own thing, which is kind of what happened during the pandemic of Mm. being like well I love to perform and I'm just going to be in the corner doing my own thing. And that was really very healing for me to like get to know myself and get to know myself as an artist, to find my voice away from the crowd, right? So then when you re-enter the crowd, you then have to and, like especially as an artist, like you g- you get to navigate like how you interact with people, like how much you interact with people and your relationship to those relationships because you know if you already had social anxiety before which I did to, to an extent re-entering these situations is like talking myself through it a lot and being like okay like you can leave whenever you want like you can stay like remember that you're safe and that you're surrounded by people who care about you and like that's also a new thing for me too because I've been more introverted and I was bullied a fair amount when I grew up in the Bay Area and so I feel like I'm just getting used to having people entering spaces and having everyone know my name and like really care about me and the things I create. So it's, I feel like I'm still learning. I I don't know. I'm (laughs) I'm saying this, that this is like the first time in my life I feel popular, Mm. but like not, not in an egotistical way, but like when I go places, people remember me and I just, that's new. That's new for me to feel that way.
0: I feel you I feel you on that I, You know for me I think What what I, I'm concerned about Is people accepting You know Who I am In like the purest sense You know mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll jump into it A little more After we get through The warm up But uh, my, my second question For you is What would you like The audience to know About
1: you? Hmm. What would I like The audience to know About me? Hmm. I think what I would like people to know about me is that um, I think because I'm a performer like I come off as being this very like expressive uh, brave person and um, and that didn't happen overnight and so I think sometimes when people just meet me or are just like experiencing my art or the things I do, They don't realize like the journey that has taken to get to this place of feeling grounded and uh, knowing who I am and then feeling safe enough to express that to the world. So I think what I'd want people to know about me is that this has been a work in progress and continually a work in progress um, to be in full expression. Because I think the thing that I get frustrated about is people assume that like, You know, I just woke up this way
0: and Mm. I didn't.
1: It's taken me almost 32 years to do that. So um, I think I think it's just easy for people not to understand or to know, like the journey that it takes to be out there and to be sharing of yourself.
0: For sure. Uh, I I know you it sounds like it took you a while to, to get to that point. I know for myself, I'm definitely working on that as well. And I'm just trying to get to a point where. I feel so comfortable with who I am that it almost doesn't matter what anybody else may, how, may perceive me because I know I'm rooted in my values and my truth. Um, for you, was there like a switch that just kind of, you know, flipped on one day and you were like, you know what, I can be me or was it some kind of epiphany that had to happen?
1: Mm, I feel like it's a gradual switch. It's like the switch was like in slow motion. Mm. Um, Like, I think part of it happened when I moved to New York City. Like, I've always wanted to live here. And this is the place where I felt the most embraced for who I am, like, not expecting me to be something different. Um, And I've spent, like, since kindergarten, I always thought I had to be something different because I wasn't accepted. And when you're not accepted immediately, you're like, okay, to survive in this situation, I have to change myself. Maybe not everyone thinks that way, but that's how I... I mean, I think a lot of humans think that way is like, how can I fit into this society so I can eat and be a part of something larger than myself? Um, I think part of it was being around people who accepted me for who I am, but then COVID happened. Right. So then I was like super isolated. And also I spent a lot of time with my family in the Bay Area because I just ended up there. Um, And I think the gradual switch was like sitting with myself and asking myself, like, who do I want to be? And letting that be an evolving process, not a stagnant one.
0: I got you. I got you. Yeah. Who do we want to be is a pretty important question. Um, I always like I have this idea of having this shirt that just says, you know who you are. Um <laughs> <laughs> would you do you think that's a, a true statement that people generally know who they are deep down and it's it's because of everything else outside that makes us either question or, you know, make us want to change or be different than who we know we who we really are?
1: I definitely think that most of the time it takes a pretty significant experience for someone to really get to know who they are. Mm. I think whether that's a period of isolation or some kind of loss or some kind of uh, form of initiation that causes people to really look at who they are. Because I think a lot of people walk around thinking they know who they are, but having a very like conditioned way of expressing themselves or a very conditioned way of living their lives, thinking that they have to operate in systems that ultimately were not built for many people
0: yeah it's it's not for everyone or we're not for everyone most of the time no uh, yeah i feel you on that um uh, this is a perfect lead into my, my next question for you which is on a scale from one to ten how well do you know yourself
1: Hmm. i'm gonna say seven because i feel like there's still headroom. <laughs> i got because you I- I know myself today but tomorrow i always say there's this quote from alice in wonderland i'm gonna butcher it for sure but it's like i've changed my mind like a thousand times since breakfast like something around along those lines and i always say that like i've changed my mind a thousand times at least in the last 10 minutes so (laughs) um (laughs) i say seven because i know myself really well with with room to grow
0: i got you i got you yeah i mean personally for me i think i'm at a I feel like I'm at a five most of the time Because I do want to give myself enough space to, to learn and grow And discover things about myself um, But I also know I, I tell people when I'm doing When I feel like I'm at my best I know myself the most And when I feel like I'm at my worst I feel like I don't know myself at all uh, And I think that just goes goes in waves you know, Throughout, throughout life sometimes uh, What would you say is The last Or when was the last time you surprised yourself?
1: Hmm. Oh, it happens all the time. <laughs> um, especially because I'm like going to uh, open mics and like jam sessions lately and uh, getting myself on stage. You know, there's always this like pull that you feel like when you go to these spaces. Like, sometimes I'll go to these spaces and I don't feel like performing or I don't feel like sometimes I'm like getting my introverted space within myself. I'm in a crowded room, but I'm like in my own room inside And I think I, I think uh, like a specific experience, hmm. I think, you know what, I'm going to say this. It's like this, this year when it started, I've been really focused on sharing my music and like really serious about it. And when the year started, I really felt discouraged about it, like the first week and then I just was like, you know what? I'm going to create some kind of ritual every week that I'm going to make like two videos a week and just see what happens. And through that process, I'm going to learn about myself. I'm going to learn about production. I'm going to like create some things and like experiment. And I think I surprised myself like by the end of January, looking that I had accomplished the goal and also like the growth that I saw within just a month.
0: That's what's and I was.
1: And I was like, look at you, learned something. And like so watching the first video to watching the the, la, the like last ones I've done. I'm like, look at how comfortable she is and how, you know, um, just like unafraid. And so I think that surprised me because I've been, I had to learn how to be on camera. Like during the pandemic, I was like, well, I like to perform. So I have to like learn the skill. It's a skill.
0: I hear you. I hear you. This is uh... a... Yeah. This isn't normal for me either, or at least using my voice and talking. Um, I, if you meet me in person, I'm one of the most quiet people you ever meet. But, uh, you know, I had to create a platform where I feel like I could use my voice and be heard. I have tons of reasons why <laughs> um, that's the path I took, but I feel you on that. It's something you develop. And right now, working with kids, I'm, I'm definitely trying to find a way I can introduce podcasting to them. It, so I want to frame it in a way that you're finding your voice, you know, like... Um, you're finding what you care about, what you want to talk about. And I think that goes along with, you know, finding that voice that you can use. Um, and I don't know for, for you, I know you're an artist, but when did you feel comfortable to start using your voice or, you know, um, getting your music out there?
1: Mm, I mean, I've been doing it quite a lot throughout my life. Like I went to a performing arts high school. I, I started, uh, learning. Um, I like I started with jazz or black American music like when I was very young like I was around 12 and then it was kind of the gateway into um, you know performing arts and musicals and all these things and then I started writing my own music when I was 16 and that's when I quit musical theater I stayed in choir but I quit musical theater and I think it's been a process I don't think I think I'm still trying to find my voice, but I feel like I've settled into my voice probably within the last two years. I gotcha. um, I mean, I've, I've put out like eight records at this point. Like I've explored my voice. I'll say that. I don't know if I have found it, but I've definitely I'm closer to it now than I have ever been.
0: I feel you. It, it is that process. Um, and I always struggled with that when my first dream was to be a rapper and i was you know going to the studio recording songs i always thought it sounded good but i didn't have like another ear kind of like listening and try to give me tips on how to use my voice at the time and um yeah maybe i could share it with you off screen but if you ever listen to my first songs it always sounds like i'm yelling because mm-hmm. my whole life i was told i was so quiet or my voice was yeah. monotonous so i was like you know, trying to bring energy, which isn't really the sound of my voice. Like, it doesn't go well looking back at it. Um, But yeah, it it is a process for sure.
1: That kind of happened to me, too. Mm. Like, I used to think that I had to sing loud. And what happened for me was I I was about to go play in the subway for the first time in New York City. Like, this was right before I decided to move here. That day kind of helped me decide. I saw this quote by Gandhi that says, in a gentle way, you can shake the earth. Mm. And that was like, I was like, hmm. That kind of made made me like, be like, well, I don't have to be loud to be heard. I'll be heard by the right people. Like sometimes a whisper is much more powerful than a scream.
0: I like that quote. You should write that one down.
1: <laughs> uh, but nah, yeah,
0: I, I feel you for sure. Um, but moving on to the last question of the warm up. If I were to do something in your honor, a way to express the energy you possess, what could I do?
1: Oh, that's a really hard question.
0: Take your time. Take your time.
1: Can you say it one more time?
0: If I were to do something in your honor, a way to express the energy you possess, what could I do?
1: I think you could just exist in your fullness and be unapologetic about it sure that that would be a testament to what i stand for and what i want for everyone else
0: now we know um and i'll let you know I'll, i will try my best i'm working on the being unapologetic side i feel like i'm always saying sorry still <laughs> um but yeah but we got you I understand. You yeah
1: no i mean i feel like that's it takes it's a process i still find myself doing that too for apologizing for just being and i'm really coming to a place where i'm very tired of that (laughs) you know
0: Uh, i feel like i'm getting there too maybe that's just a part of a you know getting older sometimes um i i am 31 and i feel like things have changed a little bit after i went over that 30 mark uh you know Mm -hmm. learning about stuff that you want to spend your time on versus the stuff you really don't want to you know waste your time on so no i think it's a part of that process for sure one last follow-up to that how do you want to be remembered
1: hmm. that calls to mind what you asked I think you asked that question or something along those lines or like what what do you want people to know about you I think yeah you said. yeah, yeah. word one word and I said brave
0: I, I don't think you said brave yet but uh, but ha- elaborate on that um,
1: hmm. well, You know, I, I spent a lot of time uh, being someone that I wasn't. I spent a lot of time uh, being silent. uh, Or when I did speak, it wasn't the truth. And in order for me to overcome that obstacle, I kind of just had to completely change my life from top to bottom. Like four years ago, I had a hundred dollars and I had to start my life completely over zero
0: that's scary for a lot of people so mad mad props to you for making that change
1: that's why I say brave because I feel like I forget that that's now four years later I feel like I forget that I started with a hundred dollars and in that moment I like prayed to the universe and I was like yo you've pushed me to make a really bold choice now and like Please pick me up because I will fall and please show me where to go and what to do and who, who to connect with. And I think that those moments of surrender are what has brought me to this place where I feel very excited and very solid in like who I am and who I've become. But it took lots of bravery and courage to lift myself out of the shadows.
0: For sure. Honestly, now you you have me reflecting on, uh you know, if I've had any moments of surrender, and maybe I, I'm still reaching that point. Um, but yeah, that that's definitely gave me a new perspective, and uh, thank you for that.
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you for asking. I like I, I. We we're in our lives in the present moment, and I think we forget where we came from. I try to keep reminding myself that, so that I don't forget. Um, that my life could look absolutely completely different if I didn't make those choices. Um. For sure.
0: Uh, we'll be moving on to the icebreaker portion. Um, so this first part is a true or false. So I'll give you a couple statements and you just let me know if you would say it's true or false. This first one is people are ultimately good.
1: True.
0: Why? Why would you say true?
1: um so I was a I did psychic work for like the last 10 years so I got to work one-on-one with like thousands of people all over the world um, and in my immediate community when I lived on the west coast um, and sitting with people in their most vulnerable state in so many different people um and getting to see the core of who they are and sitting the, with them in these spaces because people see psychics when most of the time when they're in a place of transition and when, They need support, right? So I've been on the other end of a table watching somebody go through that process. And in those moments when you see the most vulnerable parts of someone, you recognize that that's the human story, is this like fragile, but also fragileness and strength at the same time. And so I feel like it helped me have compassion for so many different walks of life and so many different people as well as like seeing that part of the human story is that tenderness and that sensitivity. And I think that that is related to our goodness and our innocence.
0: I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, My my second statement for you is happiness is the most important thing.
1: Mm. False. Uh, Why so? Mm. Because I think. Someone asked me yesterday, actually, are you happy? Okay. And I was like, yes, you know, very solidly I said yes. But then as I we as I spoke more with these people, I was like, I don't think happiness is my goal anymore, but contentment. Mm. And so I think maybe finding contentment for me is more important than happiness, because happiness can be happiness is mm, it's fleeting that's, contentment's also fleeting
0: too i was looking for that word fleeting because i think that's I, i've heard that before through somewhere that happiness is always fleeting so you know it is it really being happy if you're Worried about keeping it or trying to be at that same state all the time. I think contentment, uh, to your to your point, is that I I believe in balance. So never get too high, never get too low, kind of thing. Um, so I think yeah, contentment is a good place to be because I think you're you're still able to keep everything in perspective, right? Like. I think when you're happy, you're almost blinded by the side that's like, you know what? This is, this feels good. And I just want this to last for as long as I can. Um, but with contentment, it's like you, you are riding those waves, you know? So I feel you on that. And then my last statement for you is there's no try. Just do.
1: Absolutely. That's Yoda. Yeah. (laughs) So yes. Okay. True.
0: I'm glad you got it. I'm glad you got it. Um, well, I'm a huge. I love Star Wars. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, I mean, for me, this is this statement. I'm still trying to come to grasp with, because for me, a lot of folks could tell me like, "Oh, you are doing. You, you are a podcaster. You are doing it." But for me, it just feels like I'm still. I'm just trying. Like I'm. I'm trying my best at it. I'm. I'm I guess I'm waiting to get that confidence or get to a point where I can tell myself, you know, this is what I do. Um, so yeah, that, that's why I struggle with that statement sometimes. Because I think a lot of people, I mean, I feel like I would, I would support them. And, and I'm basically not taking my own advice at this point, (laughs) because I would tell other people too.
1: (laughs) do, I mean, like I said, I've been working with people for 10 years and over 10 years now, Asian myself, but uh, like, I can say that we're all kind of there. Like, that's the way you stay humble is like you're looking for growth. Mm. And I don't know if I this is like kind of a. This may be a, a just a me thing. I don't but I don't know. I think maybe it's it's a people thing for sure. I don't know if I believe in like actual doing. Personally, the way that things have changed for me, at least in the last few years is I am, yes, I am the avatar, like, for the soul, right? I'm this, like, I always say the skin suit is borrowed. Like, I'm not, (laughs) this is not something that I'll have forever, right? It's Mm. just, I'll move on at some point, and hopefully someday I'll be a dog. That would be an amazing, that would be an amazing transition. But um, I feel like we are merely the channel for the soul and for the universe to, like, come through us. And so when we have that person, when I change that perspective of me, then the doing isn't so difficult and it's not even trying or doing like those things don't even really matter as much as being available to what your soul has come here to do.
0: It's just, it's just, it's, 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 do. <laughs> it's like just being right. Like you just mm-hmm. being yourself and I guess the universal energies, you know, flowing through us. Uh, It's
1: not to say that you don't get out of bed and you just manifest from your bed. You know, (laughs) it's to say that that you listen and are aware enough to hear those calls within your spirit. I feel that. I think you like I can see that like this makes your soul glad. So in that sense, you're doing it you can't try like the soul can't try to do something it's just it's in the process you know there's some reason why you're doing this and it's it's everything's a rehearsal so this must be a rehearsal for something else that you don't even know 50 years from now who knows you maybe you'll have your own tv show or 10 years from now you don't know
0: i feel you i feel you um and thank you for helping me frame it in that way uh yeah i honestly feel like not i want to say rehearsal but i know every interview that i have is a chance to improve a chance to you know build those skills or build that confidence um and yeah i don't know what this is going to look like ten years from now i i don't know if you saw this recently but there was this a uh, statement that was like you know we should stop trying to monetize hobbies um because it kind of takes the joy out of you know, because everything's like, oh, I, I suited Like, so I sewn today And then people are, oh, that looks nice, you should put that on Etsy Or something <laughs> And then it puts that pressure on you, like, oh yeah, well it's, That's a good idea, I can make money off it But that took the joy away from just Sewing, you know, so With this podcast, like I don't know if it's Eventually something, something I want to monetize, but It is, you know, like you said And thank you for saying that, that it, it makes my soul feel happy um because it really does and even if i never got paid for it i think at least for my life to stay balanced and for me to stay content this is what i have to be doing so i I appreciate it. it
1: it pays it pays you in heart money because money is merely something that we exchange for value right and so whether physical abundance comes from this or not like you're not only giving heart money to yourself, you're also exchanging it with others. So, um, so there's no, there's been no loss in that sense. Right?
0: Yeah, no, you're right. Um, you know, I think even in our conversation right now, the conversations I've had before, I definitely, I've never felt like I was giving more than I was receiving. It was very, you know, like if the connection was real to me at least. Um, but yeah, no, I got you on that. All right. well, We're almost done with the icebreakers. We have one more. Uh, This is a word association. I'm just going to throw words at you and then you give me the first thought, first word that comes to mind. It doesn't have to be one word. It could be a phrase or something, but you have 30 seconds to answer as many as you can. Right now, the record is nine. (laughs) No pressure. No pressure. Um, I feel
1: pressure, but that's okay. I will do my best. (laughs) It's
0: just just for fun. Just for fun. Um, But here we go in three two one art beauty culture
1: expansive hope ever-present failure temporary home within future brighter than we think (laughs) friends invaluable
0: music I'm sorry the the gong went off in my headphones what was that last one?
1: (laughs) I said music is life
0: music is life I got you I got you Uh, I I do want to ask you about future because you said better than we think Um, how do you think the future is going to be like
1: hmm I think I say better than we think because I've worked with youth before. You work with youth, right? Um, and I've even worked worked with like incarcerated youth. I've worked with um, kids in foster care. I've I've worked I've worked with youth for a, like a long time. I haven't rec- in recent years, but I spent a lot of time doing that um, while I was building my business. And when I see not only like younger children, but I also like even the TikTok generation kids, you know, like when I see them, I feel like they have such a a level of awareness that they don't always get credit for. And they're the ones that are like building the new world right They're They're building a world that we may judge or like when we're older, we'll be like, I don't know. You know, there's always like uh, intergenerational arguments. Um, but I think it's better than we think because I see the glimmers of it in the youth. Mm. And I think that they know much more about community and how to support each other than we get than we allow them to have credit for. I mean, I think I think that they're very powerful creators and I'm I'm excited for the future simply because they're a part of it.
0: For sure for sure and i know you talked about the intergenerational thing um and yeah it always seems like the the older generation will think they know what's right and may not be open to the ideas of that that younger generation um and i definitely see it right now that's happening i think it's a struggle right now because kids don't like how school is right or the traditional way of schooling and and that's that's starting to manifest in their behaviors um but also you know we got our the older generation the staff and whatnot trying to get them back into the old ways i think at least here in the bay area and the school that i work for the kids are really trying to are, are showing that they want something different um as adults i don't know if we're going to be able to give them what they want though and yeah i think we're going to see how it plays out um but you're right i mean the generation will change they have that more they have more awareness for sure um and i think the pandemic at least kind of it affected their view of what community is at the moment um
1: much bigger than what we know
0: for sure for sure Mm and uh because they're also very connected through the internet stuff so something that we didn't have before you know mm-hmm. um so yeah we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll see where the future takes us um, well
1: and even in in what you're saying like um their their discontent and their their ability and drive to use their voices to me that is a sign of hope right there because In discontent, like I always say, I'm very curious about discontent because that's like the seed of change. Mm. It looks really messy and it's very uncertain. And that discontent is not easy to be around or to experience. But there's all that's like what that's the pressure that turns things. That That's the pressure that happens underground when the seed cracks and then the sprout can come out. And so there's a lot of that seed cracking happening. in our world and it looks like a, there's a quote i love quotes but um it's by cynthia ocelli and it's it's for a seed to achieve its greatest expression the shell cracks and explodes and everything comes out and to someone who doesn't understand growth it looks like complete discru- destruction um and I, I've told that to clients for years because I think when we look at our lives and it's messy or we look at society or we look at the school systems, it's really messy. Like that is the breeding ground for change.
0: I got you. Yeah. And, so, and sometimes expect people expect change to happen quickly. Right. And it, it's a painful process. <laughs> uh, it could take years, which which is, uh, I guess, the thing that's not so great about it, that it takes a lot of time. But it, I, I agree with you. I think it's happening. I kind of think the era that we're in right now is probably like, I used to say it's the, um, the U.S. Renaissance. You know, like we're trying to in, inject into our society new ideas that hopefully will get, get people to express themselves in different ways that could, that hopefully is better for our society. Um, but we won't know. You know, it's like this history, like this time period in history books. Later on, we'll be like, oh, this was the beginning of that renaissance, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I always say I'm curious to see how it's told. And that, like, when I'm in my 80s, hopefully still doing all the things I love to do. Like, if someone interviews me about my experience during the pandemic. I'm curious, like, what I'll have to say, because I've documented so much of it. Like, I was very active on social media this whole time. And so my history is there. Some of it. not. I mean, I share like I share like five to ten percent of what I actually create online, but I share a lot. People are always like, wow, that's a lot. And I'm like, yeah, because I have a lot of feelings. I have to put them somewhere.
0: For
1: sure. <laughs> Social media doesn't get to have all of me. That's not possible.
0: That, that sounds pretty great that you have all this. Uh, I would say you it's like the content that you create and you said you only share like five, ten percent. So you have like 90% that you can kind of like make into a a journal, right? Like a long form journal with with all the things (laughs) that that, that you've shot.
1: I was like a lot of journal, (laughs) digital and otherwise. But yeah, I mean, I'm like 300 paint. I did like 300 paintings in 2021 and I'm still painting. So there's there's and i've written so many songs and to me that's i keep being like all right ancestors universe i have all this content i have all this stuff like there must be places for it and it doesn't have to like all explode at the same time it can it's a time release there's gonna be times for these things but yeah
0: for sure i'm gonna ask you at the very end where we can find your music and and your art as well um, cool but for now, we're going to move on to the Wheel of Fate. And as we do that, <laughs> I want to, uh, before the first spin, I have to do this. And this is so cringy. But if you're liking the content, please like, subscribe and share if you'd like to. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you can tell. It's not how. cringy.
1: It's, it's just, it's just, it's what we have to do. That's it's what, what we have to do to live.
0: <laughs> it's what we have to do. Yeah. Uh, but let me give the wheel its first spin. And just as a reminder anything it falls under if it's too personal or too deep feel free to pass don't feel like you have your pressure to answer it
1: i'm not from i'm not afraid of the deep <laughs> as you've already seen
0: i got you <laughs> so the first number is number two and
1: I'm two, two,
0: two. whoa you're right oh <laughs> um, before we get there so two on tuesday two 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 two. What kind of day has it been like for you? Because I'll tell you, for me, it has not been a great day. It's some, it was like some funky energy going on today. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so for you, did you feel any different? Because a lot of people made a big deal about it.
1: <laughs> I I felt some discontent and also like none of the things that I thought I was supposed to do today happened at the time that they were supposed to happen. And when that goes on, I just kind of treat myself like a toddler and I'm like, well, what can we do? Like how, how are we going to take care of ourselves? So today I just really gave myself room to reflect, to lay in my bed with my blankets and go real slow. Like when, when I'm discontent like that, I don't think like moving forward or, or like pushing myself to do things like is very productive so I really gave myself time because moon was in Scorpio today it's Pisces season we got a double water we got lots of emotions we got grief we got all these things that are like coming up uh so you were aligned you were aligned with astrology if you felt discontent I did too I feel good now like I feel like when I showered and got ready for this interview I was like baptized and like ready for life but before this I was not (laughs) I was not period
0: I got you I got you Well maybe that's what it was For, for a lot of folks Because I know it wasn't just me I could I could definitely tell A lot of people Were not, not feeling the vibes today um, But yeah now A shower can definitely Change a mood You know um, A
1: shower and an outfit Changes everything for me I feel like All of a sudden I'm a brand new person
0: <laughs> I hear you I hear you I know for me It's definitely Once I get a, a haircut I, I feel like a totally Different person um, But number two and you kind of answer this but maybe you have something to add to it but who do you think you are
1: I think I am a highly sensitive soul that has learned how to be a warrior
0: wow like that I like that
1: in in order to protect the sensitivity you know and not to be a warrior to be mean to people or to be you know run anyone over it's I am a warrior so that I can protect my own sensitivity and tenderness
0: Mm, I gotcha um well tell me if this 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 follow-up is the same for you but uh what would you say you're about Like, what are you about?
1: Mm. Mm. I mean, my goal with everything I've created in the world has always been to touch someone's life in some way. And I think that's because I spent so much time feeling isolated or not being able to connect with the world since I was very little. And so once I so what i'm about i think is not only healing myself through the things i create but also touching lives and having what that touching that one life be enough for me if i get to touch a lot of lives great but if i get to change one person's day to me that 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 is meaningful because i think people who feel alone much more than they let on for sure so yeah so i so that's what i'm about i'm about um like plucking people from those situations and being like you you matter and your your life is important here and you're you're alive so there's something that you have to do for sure or or be i'm not gonna use do B. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah no uh, i i definitely feel you on that i think you know working with I and mean, you work with youth too um you can't you can't change everyone's lives you can't be there for everyone um and you'll break your own heart trying to do so like you're right like i think for a lot of people who work with youth it's really keeping that focus on like i don't need to change everyone's life and because no, not everyone's gonna vibe with me either um so just finding that one one soul that you can kind of connect with and maybe they like especially with youth they connect with you because they're looking up to you even though you don't want to be looked up to you're just like now i'm just doing i'm just being and now i have somebody that wants to be like that or like be like me and um it's very interesting but that yeah focusing person to person i am with you there i think same thing with this podcast it really allows me a chance to get to know folks one by one in like in an hour even though it's not that much i i I like to pass all the uh the surface stuff basically and get down to you know who the person feels like they are um yeah i think you you do the same with your music uh, and your art you know i'm sure you have that listener that That you that here's your your song and here's your words and they feel like I could've wrote that, right? I'm sure you you might get that feeling too with other artists. I know I do. Um, it's all that connection and it doesn't have to be, you know, so in a grand scale, you know, it's very individual, individualistic. Yeah.
1: Well, and the individual is, is the whole and the whole is the individual. It's like we're all one and we forget that so often. And part of why I've transitioned, I don't do readings as much anymore. I still I have two clients tomorrow, which is like odd because I haven't had I really diverged from that starting this year. I was like, nope, I'm gonna focus on my music. I'm gonna give myself permission to really do that, like for real. And what I realized recently, like playing on stage for people, is like I can heal people in the same way I do with readings, but they don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I get to sing to someone and I heal them in some way and touch their soul, but they're not like, it's not like they went to a healing center to get Reiki or something. They, they came to a concert.
0: For sure. It's a different, a different thing that they think they're going for. Um, and yeah, (laughs) so you do Reiki readings or am I saying that Uh, right?
1: I do. Um, well, I used to do Reiki. I used to do sound healing and Reiki. Like that was part of my business, but I do. Um, I use oracle cards and I do channeling and mediumship. So speak to the dead and all of that stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was what I did for a really long time. And now I still do it. I still do it all the time now in music, but I uh, sitting with someone one-on-one and hearing their story is not something I do all the time anymore.
0: I gotcha. I gotcha. You know, another big reason for this podcast is I went to a Reiki reading and um, the lady I was with was telling me like, yo, your, your ancestors are trying to speak to you. You've been ignoring them for so long. And I'm all like, really? And then, you know, I have this whole thing about not knowing my grandparents and, you know, they, they passed away before I got to that age of like, you know, really wanting to get to know them. So I think all that was kind of aligned, those feelings with what she was telling me about that. I was like, damn, I really haven't honored them. And it sucks that I, I can't get to know them in that way. But I definitely want to make sure that you know that our future descendants don't have that feeling like oh we I never got that chance um so and it's all it's all lining for sure um i had another question but it it, it flew out of my mind so <laughs> we're going to give the wheel another spin sounds go. good you got number 28 all right and 28 is, okay, so earlier I asked you uh, happiness, if happiness was the most important thing. Mm. Um, I'm going to, let me ask you this without like, you know, calling you out too hard, but what what year did you graduate high school?
1: <laughs> it's okay. You know, you can call uh, me. I'm turning, I'm turning 33 like any in the next two months. I don't, I'm, I'm not afraid of telling for my age. I'm proud of my age. Um,
0: uh, 2007. Okay, okay, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm '08, so I'm there right with you. Uh, but thinking back to your 13 year old self, your 21 year old self, and your 30 year old self, let's mm-hmm. start with 13 years old. Oof. What was <laughs> the most important thing to you at 13? Music. Sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, at 21, what was the most important thing?
1: Hmm. Hmm. Alright, that was a loaded one for me. Twenty one was a really interesting time.
0: I got you. Uh feel free to pass if you if you need to.
1: No, it's okay. I'm I just didn't realize it would bring up something for me. But uh I feel like music is my answer. <laughs> that's
0: that's cool. That's totally cool. I know I know music can be very important in our lives. I know for me, music has always been a way that I could before, you know finding podcasting I was being a rapper and I didn't really know what it took to be a rapper I think what I really loved was just expressing myself in in words and poetry and then it just made sense to me like okay if I really love this then you know a rapper is what I should be um but yeah no m- music I think is a I don't know like it's one of those questions of would you rather be blind or deaf you know it's like do I not want to see art or do I not want to hear it I think I think I I need music more than I do, you know, my, my sight sometimes.
1: Same. I, I think the reason why music is the same answer is because it's always been the thing that allowed me to connect with the world. when I felt very disconnected or in a, unable to communicate who I am. and and so it's been a consistent thing that has saved me even when I was 13. So.
0: I feel you. I feel you. Um, and this Maybe uh, I already know the answer to this one, but at 30 years old, <laughs> what was uh, the most important thing to you?
1: I would say music and community became the the link of those those two things together. I don't think that they're separate anymore for me, but I think finding people that cared about my what I do and who I am as a person that became of utmost importance and continues to be what's important to me.
0: For sure, for sure. well just a heads up we have about 10 minutes left in the podcast which was so
1: fast (laughs) i'm I'm glad
0: was it good for you i know it's been a great conversation on my end no it's
1: been great i feel like it went by fast and like we could we could talk probably for like three hours but it's okay we let let your let them wonder the rest
0: (laughs) i mean it's also a chance for you to come back maybe do a part two um and we can tackle on more questions um i know i mean this is i try to pack so much into one hour but uh i know it's it's never enough um before we get to the closeout questions i do have an exercise for you it's called the 34th mantra um what i'm gonna do now is switch you over to another screen where you will be talking to yourself basically and there's a statement uh, there's three statements i would like you to fill out i am i can i will And that's all you have to do is fill in those Mm -hmm. blanks. I am, I can, I will. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a little message for yourself. And give Mm -hmm. me one second to set it up. But think about it. All right, Brooke. I am, I can, I will.
1: I am powerful. I can overcome any obstacle. And I will find joy throughout all of the ups and downs in life. There will always be joy.
0: There will always be joy. I hope, uh, yeah, one day, if you ever need it, you have yourself reminding you these things. Thank you for participating.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: All right. Moving on to the closeout questions. This first question is going to be from my previous guest and a shout out to Ash. Her question for you is, what is something that inspires you? Let me read this one sec. What inspires you to make like the last big, big choice in your life? Um, I guess it's a two parter where what was the last big choice you had and what kind of inspired that choice?
1: I would say I think the big choice was uh, related to like, I, I got COVID last year, which I'm not afraid to say because people get COVID. Yep, and when, when I got COVID and I couldn't sing or play my instrument or dance or do any of that, I was like, what do I really want to do? Because I think even though I know myself really well, I I think because I have so many interests I can get lost and 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 like figuring out how, where to put my energy and my time. And I think the big choice was being like, no, I want to play music. And so like asking my like that's what I want really want to be doing and I know that there's opportunities for doing that once I focused my energy on that. And now it's like I have a show like every week like it just was like a shift in consciousness of being like, okay, I'm ready to really do this. And I've been rewarded. I'm so thankful for that. Um, yeah. So that was a big. it doesn't seem like a big choice because I was just talking about how much I love music. Right. But, uh, I think it's a hard choice because it's not a straight line. It's my life has been a squiggle and I've always tried to be linear, but I'm not a linear person. And so, choosing a non-linear life means that i don't have answers no one has answers but i have less answers or stability and yet i feel so much more content (laughs) which is exciting to me
0: (laughs) i feel you i feel you um my next question is what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to 34 questions
1: Mm -hmm. What would you like your legacy to be?
0: What would you like your legacy to be? I'm going to, I'm writing it down. I gotcha. Gotcha. That's an interesting one. Mm. I have to chew on it a little bit. I almost feel like it. (laughs) I'm always talking about, you know, my questions being pressure filled. But yeah, I think this one, you know, if you're being recorded, (laughs) I feel like it's. (laughs) Damn that, that! I have to make sure I say this the right way uh, I got gotcha. you my next question is a shout out question um, you can either let the folks out there know who's been the greatest mentor in your life or who would you like to give kudos to like maybe it's just someone in your life you want to just make sure there's some energy brought to them you know
1: Hmm. I think the person I have to give kudos to, um, are the people, there's people, it's two people, it's my parents, um, they're both incredible beings, and without, without them, I would first of all not be the person who I am, but second of all, as a very sensitive person and as someone who could have very easily, like, slipped away, and not been, my full self, uh, I can say that I wouldn't have survived if I had different parents. I feel you. Yeah. And my dad, my dad is currently like on his way out, um, like, and that's a painful but also very beautiful process because as much as I don't live near him right now and and even being near him, I'm not near him. Uh, in a, in a soul sense, right? Like, cause his his soul is leaving. Um, I'm close to him every day because anything that's cool about me, <laughs> I say this all the time, anything that's cool about me or charming is absolutely my dad. Anyone who's met my dad, even during his illness would say, he's still to this day so charming. And, uh, and so any of that is, is what I bring the world and so that's the way i stay close to him
0: gotcha i gotcha you know uh, personally for me I, I don't i like to think we're energy or in our energy when we pass pass on or move on to the next stage is left with the people that we've affected you know so like you said if, if that's where your, your pops energy is through you and you just continue to carry it on and pass it on to other folks as well um uh, but yeah shout out shout out to folks y'all um I, I know it's it's almost a privilege you know to have good parents sometimes, uh, and we could get into that in another conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, I think we could do a whole episode about parents, about family, and I, I am constantly feeling very lucky for what I was given, you know, and so I, you know, in in my Hawaiian heritage, like I I try and uh, pass on that aloha to everyone. Um, any gift that's been given to me, I receive it and then I get to sprinkle it upon my community in every way I can.
0: I hear you, I hear you. Um, and my last question for you, question that ties everything together. hundred years from now, your descendants are watching this video. What would you like to tell them?
1: Mm. I feel like can I sing it?
0: absolutely don't hold yourself back yeah
1: uh, so there's a the song i wrote with uh one of my greatest mentors and one of my best friends his name's mark whitfield um and we wrote it he wrote a song and then i wrote lyrics to it and uh i felt like i can't just say them i have to sing them
0: <laughs> i'm gonna close my uh, eyes for
1: this so go for okay, it Okay, me too me too everything is temporary. Even suffering might not see it now. Um, uh, what's the next part? Maybe it's too heavy to carry on your own. Yeah, so that's that's it. I, I got like- you. That's what I want them to know, and I hope that one song, one day, that song will come out.
0: One <laughs> day, one day,
1: one day. But, one day, but for now, I, it's it's on this podcast.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for sharing, and I think you know, even if it does come out, and you know, it's the official song. This is too pure. I think you know this. This was that was awesome. Thank you for doing that. Um, mm-hmm. Before we head out of here, uh, where can folks find your music and your art and stuff? Go ahead.
1: Um, so the hub where you can find all the links and things is brookdmusic.com. And then I'm at brookdmusic on Instagram and then at brookdartist on Instagram. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Napster. I'm on any place where you listen to music. Um, I have a new album coming out this year and many releases this year. So please, uh, the, the best place to find what I do is, is on Instagram at brookdmusic, I guess.
0: We got you, we got you. Uh, any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here?
1: I just wanna say thank you so much for listening to the call of your soul and creating this space where we get to tell our stories and share in community and heal and uh, and use these, these human avatar suits for good.
0: <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the kind words and the energy you brought. Um, like I said, I think we had a great conversation Hopefully we could do a part two At some point, you know, maybe Touch up on your music journey, see where you're at And, you know, just a good way to reflect And continue connecting So, Thank you again, Brooke I want to thank all the folks out there If you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify Or Apple Podcast, thank you for your time as well Remember to reach out Reach forward As always, much love And uh, we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions Peace And then it fades from there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice.